Welcome to Income for Baby Boomers. If you want to learn about exciting new businesses each week from other boomers who speak your language and have started a unique and profitable business from home, you have come to the right place. For those who would like to try some of these low investment opportunities, stay tuned. We'll help you get started in your own profitable adventure. Now with your host and entrepreneur, Ken Queen. I'd like to welcome Kathy Guggenauer, virtual assistant, trainer, coach of VAs. Kathy, how are you doing? I am doing great, Ken. I'm so excited to be on your Boomer podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving us your time and, and your expertise, which we all need here. We have varying degrees of need. Some of my listeners have been laid off or they've retired on a skinny retirement and they need an extra 500000 2000 a month to, to live comfortably. And I think you have the solution. I believe I do because becoming a virtual assistant, which is basically a small business owner or a freelancer or an independent contractor, however you want to, whatever you want to call yourself or however mm -hmm. you want to describe it, is an incredibly low cost business to start. Super easy way to earn the exact kind of money you're talking about and more if they're interested in going even further with it. And you can do it all from your own home. Fantastic. Yeah, and you know, before I go further, sometimes when I say that, people are like, oh, that own home stuff, that's always kind of fishy. Well, this isn't. This is a legitimate business. It's been around for hmm, about 13, 14 years. I've been doing it for almost that long. And it's just grown incredibly in that length of time and is continuing to expand exponentially every year. Nice. So it's, it is growing. And just to separate this in people's minds, Kathy, because if they I read the four-hour work week and those type of books saying yeah. how you can hire virtual assistants for a dollar an hour and two dollars an hour mm -hmm. and all that stuff, I want you to separate what kind of virtual assistant you're talking about here compared to someone in India that's going to do uh, labor for, you know, peanuts type of thing. Right. And that is a really great question, Ken, because so many people have read that book, which actually has been a tremendous boon to the virtual assistant industry. Uh, so yes. I'm so glad that Tim Ferriss wrote it. But virtual assistants that I'm talking about are virtual assistants primarily based in the USA, Canada, so North America. And then also English-speaking countries like England and New Zealand and Australia. Australia. Those are the countries where you're going to get virtual assistants who charge an average of $45 an hour. All right. And you might wonder this... why we can charge so much more. Well, yes. It's, yeah. It's because we're in the same time zone as our clients. So, again, USA-based, Canadian-based, we're in the same time zone as our clients. And more importantly, our first language is the English language, which is what they're looking for. All right. Okay, I can understand that's important. Do you need to be an expert in a particular field to start with? In other words, you've been, you know, a lot of my boomers have maybe been an attorney all their life, they've been an accountant, they've been a, a plumber all their life, and they have expertise in those areas. And so they can consult on it. Are we referring to people with a strong background in some field, or is that not necessary? So what we're looking for in really good virtual assistants is someone who can offer either administrative support, technical right. support, marketing support, or just client customer support. If you like to build websites, that's one thing. If you like to use words, you can do marketing. If you'd like to talk to clients, you can schedule appointments, follow up to make sure that they're getting the service they want, things like that. So it's kind of all across the board. And let me give you another example. A lot of people think that a virtual assistant is just a secretary, that the background you need to have is maybe an executive assistant before you become a virtual assistant. I was a marketing manager at the phone company. That's what I did before I became a virtual assistant. So all I did was I took my marketing skills that I love to do, and I used those to help my clients market their businesses. All right. 
So you had a you used your background mm-hmm. in that case exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why I like to talk about this as a way to cash in on your skills, because the best way to do this is to think about what you already know, how to do, and like to do. Now that like to do is really important, because I have a lot of people who come to me. Uh, let me give you an example. One of my extremely successful graduates from my program, her name's Lorraine Castle. She was a bill collector for 30 years. And she came, right. uh, she came to me and said, I don't want to be a bill collector anymore. I am retired. I do have a retirement program. But I need a little extra and I'm bored. So I talked with her and said, okay, what do you like to do? What is your favorite thing? And we discovered that her favorite thing is writing poetry and editing other people's content. So what she is, and she's also really big in her church. She goes to one of those mega churches. So what we decided to help her specialize in was helping Christian authors edit and market books they write. And, oh, man, her business is just taken off, and she's loving it. She's taking her hobby over her life work, and it's working. That's exactly right. And, you know, she already had the skill of editing and writing, even though it was just her hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. So you can go in either direction with that. Now, what if, let's take someone that thinks they they never learned anything in this life. I don't think that's possible. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> and they have no hobbies, but they need to make some money. What are we going to do with them? So typically what I do is I have a conversation with them, and I probe. You know, I'm you can call it nosy if you want to. But okay. I'm really interested in how people tick and what they think and what they like and don't like. And so I actually have a seven-page questionnaire that I have people fill out when they start my training program, mm-hmm. and um, that helps me identify it. But just in an initial conversation with them, I can do some of those questioning and probing And pretty soon, I kind of figure out what they would enjoy doing, and then I suggest to them, here's some ideas that you might want to think about that you might like to do. If they do need some additional skills, like maybe their writing isn't as good as it should be, or maybe they don't know how to use a computer yet even, I can give them recommendations. In fact, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead and give a recommendation right now. for. Go ahead. We'll put them in the show notes. Okay. We'll put them in the show notes. Great. Thank you. Um, It's a site called Linda. Dot com and it's oh yes yeah it's l y n d a dot com and they have a seven day free trial so if you have seven days when you can just sit down and learn everything you want to learn you don't even have to pay anything and then after that it's thirty dollars a month and you can learn everything from Microsoft Office programs like Word and Excel which by the way are two things that you really do need to know as a VA pretty much no matter what you decide that you're going to work on you need to know those two things. You can learn that. You can learn writing skills. You can learn how to use social media, which, by the way, is another thing that virtual assistants do for clients is they manage their social media. So if you take that first step, if you don't even know any of that, and you go to lynda.com and learn those basics, you're, you're ready to get your virtual assistant business started. All you then need help is figuring out what it is that you want to do for those clients. And then if you need to learn additional skills, um, I can give you recommendations on where to learn those either for free or very inexpensively. So the skills right. part, that's not hard to learn. Okay, now uh, this brings me to the next thought then. Uh, as far as, okay, you've trained them up and now they know how to uh, work as a virtual assistant mm-hmm. for any one of these fields you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. As far as finding customers, do you help with that end, or do, are they on their own at that point, or what no, happens there? Absolutely. One of the biggest things, as you can imagine with my marketing background, um, and I also have a degree in marketing, and I have an MBA, which we can talk about in a minute if you need any of those things, which you don't. But I just okay. happen to already have that from my previous work. I got you. Uh, yeah, I can help you um, figure out how to get clients. And, you know, getting clients online for a virtual business is a little bit different than getting them in, um, you know, the corporate world or the real world. I find it to be a lot easier. But, you know, the first thing that you have to do is you have to put out your open sign, and that is your website. So that's the okay, first so thing. Okay, so you need a website. Yeah, okay. you need a website, and that's the first thing 
that we work on is getting that website set up because you know that one of the very first things that people want to see is they want to see that you're a real live human being and that you're not, you know, just somebody trying to get them to hire you for nothing. And that website is that proof that you have a real business. All right. Um, I recommend setting up a WordPress type website. So if anybody's listening, hasn't heard that, just go to wordpress.com or wordpress.org and you can learn all about it. And you can, in fact, set up a website for free. The .com WordPress is the free one and the .org is the paid one, right? That is correct. And the difference between it is the .org, you self-host. And my favorite hosting company is Bluehost or HostGator. They're both great. And they cost about $5 a month to host your site. Nice. Yeah, and that that's actually what I recommend is doing that. But I've had several VAs um, who just really didn't have the money to even pay that much. So they used the WordPress.com, set up their free site initially, and then once they'd made enough money to host it themselves, they switched it over. Fantastic. So this is a business that can start up with minimal investment. This is a very low investment, high return business. Absolutely. Um, I don't know of any other business you can start this cheaply. Um, for example, you do need a computer with high-speed Internet, and you need inexpensive long distance, okay, because a lot of your clients are going to want to talk to you on the phone. But most of us already have those three things. And it doesn't have to be a fancy computer. You don't have to have any kind of high-end software on it, just that Microsoft Office, the Internet, and low-cost uh, phone service. And you can get started with that. And then add on your website, which, again, we talked about how you can do that for free, and you're in business. So realistically, uh, would you say, Kathy, that from if they started today, mm-hmm. when could they, if they really put their effort in, say, put 30 hours a week mm-hmm. into this, mm-hmm. how many days from now can they actually start making their first dollar? Okay. So let me give you a a real person example. I have a student, her name's Corey, and she came to me um, five weeks ago. Had nothing already set up. She did have her own computer. She did have high-speed internet and low-cost phone, but that was it. That's all she had. Uh, She just finished writing the majority of her website. She got her business set up. Um, so five weeks in, she doesn't have a client yet, but we're maybe a week away from her getting her website set up. So let's say let's say two months. Okay, so sixty days. Been, okay, she's been working about twenty hours a week on this. So two months, and if you worked forty hours a week on it, you could probably do it in and you know. And do it in a month. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now let me give you another example. I created a six-figure VA business with real estate, uh, doing virtual assistant work for real estate agents. And, hey, this is kind of a fun one that um, your audience might like because what I did for them, I worked with real estate agents all over North America. And what they would do is when they would get a new listing of a house that they wanted to market, they would just send me the link to the MLS, photos that they had taken of the property, and I would then market it for them. I'd create flyers using um, uh, Microsoft Word. I'd post the photos on all the different real estate websites, like Trulia and Realtor.com. And it was really fun because I got to learn a whole lot about uh, real estate across the United States. And I, that's how I created a six-figure VA business. It took me six years to get to six figures and. Then you don't have to take that long. I didn't know what I was doing, so I made a lot of mistakes. You can do it in about three or four years now, if that's your desire. But, so if you if you started tomorrow, yeah, with all you know now, because we can learn from you everything you know, correct? Yeah. Uh, how long would it take you from today to to reach a six figure income with all that, yeah. that you know now? If you actually do what I tell you to do, three years, three to four years. And I'm not exaggerating because I didn't know what I was doing, and it took me six years. Now, the real estate market tanked right at that point. And I decided I don't want to fight that. I like the low-hanging fruit approach of, you know, I don't want to work that hard to get clients. So I Mm -hmm. switched to becoming a professional speaker VA. So I help professional speakers market their business. It took me 30 days from saying I'm not going to be a real estate VA anymore 
to I'm going to work for professional VAs to have a full practice where I was earning 50000 a year in 30 days. I totally flew. Wow. Yeah. So if you know what you're doing, it doesn't take hardly any time at all. I redid my website. I got brand new, all brand new clients in 30 days. So that is a quicker field to break into than the uh, real estate one. Well, it's because I knew what I was doing. All right. But again, uh, we're going to be, you're going to be our brains here, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> so I we know what we're doing because of you. Yeah. You know, you can make a whole lot of mistakes and spend a whole lot of money online if you don't know what you're doing. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really caution people on is, you know, if you go out there and you see all these different websites that, oh, this is really low cost to set up and it's supposed to be better. I'm telling you, WordPress is the way to go. What do you think, Ken, on the, on the website scenario? Oh, I think uh, I can't argue with success. <laughs> I mean, WordPress is just really the way to go. It's fantastic. It, um, it's the best. Oh yeah. Oh, as far as a as a as a platform. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no. They're they're miles ahead of everybody. Right. It's super inexpensive and it grows with you. You know, one of the great things about becoming a virtual assistant is that if you get into it and you say, you know, I've got this idea. For the people I've been working with, they really need this other service, or they really need this training I'd like to provide. You can go ahead and start it because you already know how to market your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, let's let's go way back just for a minute because I want my listeners, um, Kathy, to get a feeling for uh, how you've got into the entrepreneurial field completely. What was your first experience with, uh, you know, leaving the corporate world or wherever you came from? Uh, where, where was your first? I mean, were you one of these kids that were making money at five uh, no. with a lemonade stand? Or? No, no, I was not anything like that. I, I never even had the desire to have my own business. I was not entrepreneurial at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was with um, uh, the phone company for 18 years. Okay. And I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't good at corporate politics. Um, they, the reason I got an MBA is because they said, oh, if you get that master's degree, then you're going to go places. Mm-hmm. And I got it. And then my boss sat me down and said, you know, until you stop smiling and laughing so much, you're never going anywhere. Wow. I'm not, I am not kidding you. Those were his exact words. And an I thought... I've got to get out of here. I can't change who I am. And that's when I started thinking about what to do. And I didn't even know about the virtual assistant industry. I just sort of fell into it. Uh, My husband at the time was moving around a lot with his corporate job. Mm -hmm. And every time he would move, I would find us a new place to live um, online. And I kept telling the real estate agents, your website's terrible. You need to fix it. And one of them said, well, why don't you fix it for me? And I did, and my real estate business, uh, real estate VA business took off. So that's how I got started. So that was your first encounter with being an entrepreneur. So it wasn't uh, like you've read books all your life and always wanted to be an entrepreneur. This was forced on you because you you were notified by your boss that you were actually in prison. You just (laughs) didn't know it. (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. Believe me, I knew it then. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, but he verified it, so that was when you decided to start doing your search. That's right. For something I, better. You are absolutely right. I hadn't even thought about starting. In fact, I had no desire to have my own business. I thought it was would be really, really hard and really, really risky. But the VA business isn't like that. It's 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 hard. It's like any other business. You have to have that tenacity to stick with it, and you know you have to learn how to get clients. But it is easy once you learn. And the risk is incredibly low because, as we talk, it's so cheap to start. You don't need to have any necessarily any credentials, no certification, no degree. In fact, I promised I was going to mention that. Um, my uh, education neither helps nor hurts me usually. All clients want to know is, can you do the work you say you can do, and can mm-hmm. you meet the deadlines? Yes. That's it. And baby boomers, they're fantastic at that. Yes, they're pretty organized. They they are uh, they're not like the kids today that don't show up for half the interviews to start with and that sort of thing. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. That's one of the things that is really good about um, our era is that we do have that work ethic. And uh, the biggest complaints that I get from business owners who hire VAs, I did some surveys a couple of years ago, and they said their biggest complaint was people said they could do stuff that they really couldn't do, and they didn't meet deadlines. So as long as you can do those two things, you've got it. All right. So don't oversell, uh, undersell, right. and overperform. Exactly. And I think baby boomers are really good at doing that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, all the statistics I read, it seems that the baby boomers started most of the business and are still starting most of the businesses, yet we're talked about how lazy the baby boomers are and they, they all had a silver spoon in their mouth or something. That This um, attitude, uh, or this outlook of society is like all backwards when I study it. But if you listen to superficial news, you'd think, why? Baby boomers are really spoiled. Uh, I don't think that was the generation that was spoiled. Not at all. And, you know, um, one of the other benefits to having a VA business for baby boomers, I don't know if you've experienced this or if your listeners have, but I'll tell you my husband and I really experienced this, was that we're seen as too old now to have any job. To get a job? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to go out and work in a traditional environment, we're too old. They don't even want to look at us. But in the virtual assistant industry, you work virtually. They don't care what you look like. They don't care if you have gray hair, which, by the way, I have now. I went totally gray in the last year. Just let it go. Um, as my granddaughter says, nobody sees you anyway, so why do you care? Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> well, I think that uh, in the real business world, the age would be an asset not a deficit. You didn't live 60 years and not learn something. Someone's 20 years old. That's exactly right. But I think uh, corporations, they don't see it that way. Corporations, I don't know how they see things, but... um, uh, Well, the only thing I can see in that case is that the corporations that see it that way have young entrepreneur leaders and have missed the boat on it, is what I'd say. But any organization that's been around and has older leaders, uh, don't make that mistake. But I think a lot of the new companies, you know, I'm not going to say that Google does it. I don't know who does it, but probably most of them think that all the brains are in the 20 and 30-year-olds and miss the boat. I mean, and I can see that with political leadership. Some political leaders surround themselves with a bunch of young people and expect that they're going to give them wise advice. That's not going to happen. I totally agree with you. And, you know, the, I have never had anybody um, that I've talked with, and I've talked with probably thousands by now, of business owners who are looking to hire or even thinking about hiring a virtual assistant. And they've never asked an age. They've never asked uh, what level of education you have. Uh, they don't care about those things. No matter how old or young that business owner is who's looking for a VA, those things are not important to them at all. All they care about is what I, what I already mentioned. Can they do the work and can they meet the deadline? All right. So this brings me to a thought about that website. So you've got this website up. Mm-hmm. Um, are we trying to create an environment that it's all um, – calls and emails coming in that want you or at this point are we going to be doing some outbound selling or do the one we like so or both uh, yeah um our goal with the website is number one to talk the language of your target market so for example when i was a real estate va i used the language of real estate agents instead of talking about helping them get clients i talked about helping them get buyers and sellers Okay. Um, right. Now with the professional speakers, I, I don't, of course, don't talk about buyers and sellers. I talk instead about helping them get more speaking gigs by the marketing that I do for them, okay, or helping them be more organized. Um, it, because one of the things that I do for professional speakers is I keep their calendars because they're traveling like crazy all the time, and I help them with their travel. Um, you know, you never know the kind of stuff you're going to do for people sometimes. I help them with their travel arrangements. Um, So you talk about those kinds of things that you can do based on the needs of the target market. And when you speak their language on the website, that gives them the confidence that you know 
what you're doing, you can help them specifically, and then they're interested in contacting you, which this is the second part you want. They contact you to schedule what I call a free consultation. Um, it's kind of an interview, but the interview goes both ways because you're a small business owner. You can choose to take that client or not. So you're creating inbound calls exactly. rather than making outbound. Okay, yeah, that's... And typically what, what you do is you ask them to email you to schedule that free consultation. All right. Now, let's, let's, now we're speaking about realtors. Let me ask one question about that. Do you think it would be an asset then for all those listeners that have a real estate license right now uh, and we're going to be consultants to other realtors, even though they weren't necessarily ever a great salesperson, but they know the business backwards and they have their license. Do you think that would be an asset? It, it is uh, or would that be a deficit thinking, you know, they might think, oh, they're going to take business away or no, something? No, it's okay. definitely an asset. It's not a deficit at all. Um, and it's really interesting because what you pointed out right there, if, you're, if you don't love that selling part of being a real estate agent, I've had a lot of real estate agents who don't like that part of it come to me and become virtual assistants for real estate agents. So that's how I know that that is an asset to have that. If you, if you have already been in the real estate industry on any level, if you, or if you have your uh, license, that is, that's a benefit. I mean, first of all, think about it. You already know how to talk the language. That is for sure. So you don't have to learn that. You already know a whole lot about the real estate industry. So absolutely. One of the pages on your website that I highly recommend you put up is your about page. So you talk about mm-hmm. you. And that's mm-hmm. where you'd put something like that. You you talk about your background in real, in real estate, what you've already done if you have a license. Because um, that is the second page that most people who come to your website will look at is your about page. Mm-hmm. First is right. your home page, then your about page. Because they want to get to know you. All right. So well, let me just apply this now to I am an insurance agent mm-hmm. and I'm retired and I'm ready to let all my licenses go. Mm-hmm. But you're recommending keep those insurance licenses if you want to be a consultant to insurance agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be a great boon in that in a completely different field. The same, but the same uh, same sense applies to it. Okay, so I don't know enough about the insurance field to know what a license will give you and allow you to do versus not having one. Nor do I know how much that costs to keep up. Do you? Uh, well, I've had all these licenses at one point. Uh, <laughs> they're they're not necessarily all that expensive. Okay. Uh, this more of a time thing. You know, you got to spend twenty hours on uh, uh, keeping your license up. So you got to learn twenty hours of new stuff and go right to test. And then you know, you're you're uh, it's under just a couple of hundred bucks. It depends on which field, but it's not anything huge. Yeah. So considering that it's 20 hours every two or three years to keep continuing education up and uh, $100 or $200 a year to keep your license, do you think they're worth keeping in any field in that case? Yeah, I do. And, and you've hit the nail on the head with what I was searching for was what's the cost? And if it's that inexpensive, absolutely, I would keep it up because, you know, that's something that you can share with um, on your website and with people when you're talking with them, and they're going to know immediately that you are an expert. You know, uh, Ken, one of the big things that you're trying to do as a virtual assistant is partner with that business owner to help them build their business. And anything you can do, like having the license and that kind of knowledge, is going to be seen as a benefit. And you're going to be able to charge more as a result. So that $45 an hour average that I was talking about, um, I charged $75 an hour for real estate by the time I was uh, making six figures, and now I'm up to 100 an hour for professional speakers. And that's because I have that experience and expertise. So people Good. who've already been in the industry like you're talking about, they can start out charging even more than 45 an hour. All right. But that's kind of the minimal. Uh, that's 45 the starting. an hour is the Average And the reason I use that as an average is because, unfortunately, there are VAs out there who don't know what they're doing, who don't have a good business sense, who are charging $20 and $25 an hour. But they're not going to be in business very long because, you you know, they're not, they're not good business people typically or they're just not charging enough to stay in business. 
So that's what's bringing the average down. So really, yeah. if you eliminated the 20% that are kind of, you know, bottom feeder type of thing, uh, then it would be a lot higher. It would be. Yeah. All right. Okay. But 45 an hour is kind of a good starting point if you're not sure. Um, a really good thing to do, which I highly recommend to anybody, is whatever industry you're thinking about working in, just do a little research online to see what other virtual assistants are already charging in that industry. So, for example, a great place to start is to go to my website, expertvatraining.com, and click on the Find a VA button. Okay, There you'll see a list of all the VAs that I've trained who are still right. working as VAs, and you can go to each of their sites and see what they're charging, who they're working with, and what services they're offering. And that will give you a great starting point. Nice. And also the other thing is it's proof that it's worked because these are people that you trained over the years mm -hmm. and they can call them and talk to them and get a feel for it and say, yeah, this has been the best decision I ever made. Right, exactly. And, you know, another thing is that if you like to travel, you can travel and work. Um, like, for example, get an RV. I know people who do this. Get an RV if that's what you like to do. Travel around the U.S. Have your satellite dish so you have internet or Wi-Fi or whatever you want to do to have the internet. And you can work, you know, three days a week, four hours a day, or however much you want to work to earn whatever income you want to make while you're traveling. Because your clients don't care where you are. Nice. Yeah, as it's, long as it's you're that you time. can produce and you're on time and you're there when you're supposed to be That's there. That's exactly right. That's all they care about. That's, that's nice. Okay, let's just take a person now. They've bought and sold, you know, half a dozen houses throughout their life, but they were never in the real estate business. Mm -hmm. And they were a garbage collector or something. They think that what they know isn't worth anything, though mm -hmm. I think even a garbage collector has something to contribute. Absolutely. But anyway, but let's say he doesn't think, that, and he doesn't want anything to do with it anyway, but he wants to do real estate now. Mm -hmm. How quick do you think he can get up to speed to be in a virtual assistant in the real estate field, not having any real background in it, except that he's bought and sold his own home, you know, half a dozen times in his lifetime. Um, the key there is how good is their written communication skill and their and their verbal communication skill. If they have, if those two skills are good, um, as soon as they know how to start getting clients, they can get them. One of the things that I like to call is a learn while you earn. So sometimes I might recommend if you're brand new in an industry like that, um, that you start by charging 35 an hour for your first three clients and you tell them that you're giving them that discount because, you know, you're learning while you're earning. And they typically love getting that discount, especially real estate agents. Man, they love a deal. Um, and I set it up when I sign a contract with them. By the way, you do want a contract sign. It can just be a one-page contract just stating what it is you're going to do for that client, what you're going to charge them. Um, but in there, I say, you know, you get me at 35 an hour for the first six months, and then after that it goes to, up to my regular fee of 45 an hour. That way you can get them in quickly while you're still learning. You don't have to wait until you're an expert. All right. Do you supply a template for that agreement? I do, absolutely. Okay. So they really – do they have to – once they get involved with your service, is there any uh, outside other experts they're going to really need, or, or you you pretty well give them everything they need? If they learn everything that you have for them, they will be making the 45 an hour. Yeah. One of the things that I did with my training was I hate that when you get involved, and then they're like, well, you're going to have to buy this too, and this other training, and this mm -hmm. other training. Mm -hmm. I hated that. So mine yes. is – you can you can go from I don't even know what a VA is, all the way through to however much money you want to make with me, and I'll teach you all of it. Now, let's say you're somebody who really already knows a good percentage of this, mm -hmm. because believe me, I get people coming to me who they are better at setting up websites than I'll ever be, and they're better at writing than I'll ever be, but they just have this one little piece that they don't know how to do yet. You can yes. use a la carte. I will... I will help you figure out what you don't know yet, which pieces you need, and I'll just create that custom package just for you. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, wanna, I don't want you to have to go through training you don't need. And none of this is like college or high school uh, classes. This is 
um, here's exactly how to do this. One piece you need to do, go do it, come back to me, let me see it, I'll tweak it, and now you're ready to go. Uh, like, for example, if you've never had a, if you don't know how to do a pre-consultation yet uh, with a client, I teach you how to do that and then we role play. So I pretend to be that client. You get it, you know, you get practice doing it. Because for me, that's kind of the scary part, right? I have the script all written out for you, but for you to actually say it, sometimes you want to do that role play with somebody before you actually talk to that potential client the first time. So we do all of that together. I'm very, very hands-on, Ken. So you give the telephone scripts also. Yep. If I tell you to write an email, I give you an email script. If I tell you to talk to somebody on the phone, I give you a phone script. I don't like those oh. I don't like those training programs where somebody says, Now email them. Well what do I say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I give you the email template. I give you the phone script. I mean everything. this would be and I don't mean it in a negative way, but this is virtual assistance for dummies. I mean Absolutely. you don't Absolutely, (laughs) because not only do I tell you how, I tell you why. You know, as baby boomers, and especially me, I live in the show-me state of Missouri. I want to know why you're telling me to do something, okay? Because then I can Mm -hmm. really absorb it and make it my own. So I tell you why, I tell you how, and then I have you actually do it, because I think that's the best way to learn. Oh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, most training, you go through a, a script, you know, a, audio, video training, Mm -hmm. and they're telling you, they're assuming you know step one through five already half the time, you know, how to set up a website. You haven't even barely figured out how to turn a computer on, (laughs) but they're, and they're, they're, they're on step five saying, well, of course, you know, to do this, this, and this. No, I don't. (laughs) I need basic steps. You're exactly right. And you know, something that we haven't talked about is how technical do you have to be? Well, if you had to be technical at all, I would never have made a dime. Because just like you just said, um, do you know how to turn a computer on? That's about all I know how to do mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to that. Um, I don't know how to fix a computer. If something goes wrong, I restart it. Um, I do know how to do Word documents. I do know how to do Excel spreadsheets. And I know how to write. And that's all I offer is the writing, the marketing. Um, I don't know anything technical. In fact, my website guy emailed me the other day, and I, I had asked him to do something, and he said, I'd be happy to do it if you send me the PW. And I replied back and said, what's a PW? And I've been exactly. working Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I've been working in this field for 12 years now. He emailed back and said, password. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem. That, that's the very problem. And then the second thing I find with training a lot of this stuff is you'll have a training uh, session that's an hour long and you go over, you want to set up a website so it shows you, go over to GoDaddy on the page at the top left-hand corner, click there, but since they created the video, they've moved it to the right-hand corner. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so now you're already stuck. You can't even get past the first that's step. That's right. Because you got to go to the second page to find that button, and you you don't know how to go. You, know, you didn't know you were supposed to go to the second page, and that's another problem with, you know, a, a training video, I think, because they, they come outdated in, in days. Exactly. So how I solve that problem is I do what I call a screen share, you know, where – um, you get a little link in your email, you click on it, and then you see the screen on my computer, and Good. I walk you through live how to do whatever it is like that that you need to do. And you can ask questions as you go. Right. Fantastic. That's why I'm okay, saying Okay, that's that. the kind it's, of training. It's a lot I mean, of it's not, Google now are hands-on. <laughs> fantastic. I mean, it's, you know, it's not that baby boomers are stupid, but they're stupid to technology in some way. It's when you're not brought up in it. I mean, I see my grandkids. I mean, they're amazing. They're like three, four, five years old. They can do stuff that's going to take me a long time to learn and at high speed, you know, but they're, they're, (laughs) I I totally agree. Just watching them play a game on their iPad. It, uh, it makes me dizzy almost. I can't keep up with them at all. You try to compete with them and they kill you in that game in two seconds. (laughs) I don't even know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I got to do six different things to move this man around and shoot stuff. And, you know, I know. Like, no. Oh, no, you know. I don't do so, any of that. 
But anyway, the, the, what I find is that the technology is the killer probably for most baby boomers. It is a killer because they have been told stuff's easy so many times. They've signed up for so many things that were supposed to be easy, but they never got past lesson one because it wasn't easy and they couldn't figure out lesson one, so they never got to lesson two. Right, and you know, that's one of the things about both WordPress.com and WordPress.org um, that could be frustrating for people. If they're like that, which very much is me, I couldn't understand anything that was being written on there. So um, I have recommendations on uh, if you're like that and you can't figure out what you know PW means like I can't, um, I have recommendations on companies that do great jobs setting up websites um, for about $500. And to me, it was well worth paying that to get a website set up so I didn't have to learn any of it. Sure. Well, I mean, again, if it's going to take you a 1,000 hours to set up a website, right. <laughs> which a lot of it would, right. and you're making $45 an hour, uh, you just paid how many dollars to set up your website. So use your expertise that you have and let other people do their expertise. That's right. All right. It's, it, it is sounds like such a simple straightforward business is really uh not much to get confused here um it is it is that simple and straightforward it really is i mean if you're average intelligence you're yep. willing to learn yep. you can start making money in what likely number of days let's say you're not a wizard anything but you know you have average intelligence and you're, you're willing to listen and learn and spend 30 hours a week doing this uh again what how many days weeks out before you think that you probably say, start making I'd some money? I'd say two months. Let's, okay. let's say two months. And one of the things that, the biggest thing that I run into um, pushback from new VAs and, and people who are struggling to earn money as a VA is they cannot get out of their comfort zone to talk to potential clients. They just really struggle with that. But Here's what I tell them. You've got the script in front of you. I don't care if you have to just grit your teeth and read the script. If you can do that, you can get a client. And then it's easy breezy from then on out because you're sitting in your own office and all you do is really email with that client. You hardly ever talk to them. Um, and, and, and you're good to go. And once you get a couple of clients, you know, you go over that tipping point at some point where the clients you have are recommending other people to you, and then, it, you know, other than keeping your website up to date, which doesn't take very long at all, um, you're, you're kind of done with the marketing part of it. How often do you update the website? Well, I have, um, for the graduates of my program and other VAs uh, who want to participate, I have an annual, what I call an annual website review webinar. So that's kind of where I, when I recommend doing it at the least. Um, if you decide you want to write blog posts, which I highly recommend, um, one a month at the bare minimum. So if you don't really need to do any more marketing because uh, you really have all the clients you want, I would update one blog post a month. And other than that, if something changes drastically, like you get a new uh, training under your belt or something major changes, you could update your about page. But that's it. I mean, my WeMarketYouProfit.com, it's WeMarketYouProfit.com. That's my VA site. If you I'll put that on the uh, show notes. Yeah, if you go look at it, it is a very basic, very simple. Um, I Sometimes I don't touch it, and you'll see I don't write blog posts. Um, I have more clients coming to me than I than I can take care of, and that's the reason I started the training program was I needed more VAs that I could refer clients to. Um, and I've gotten compliments from potential clients saying, I like your site because it's easy to read and clean and there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. So you don't have to have a fancy site. All right. Then, Kathy, let me just ask you this. You know, everyone has got a different and uh, ability. Mm -hmm. One person might be great at speaking, mm -hmm. but lousy at writing, yeah. because speaking doesn't necessarily transfer over to good writing, as we know. <laughs> uh, not necessarily. It might. But what, what I'm getting at is, then on your website, all your, instead of having a 
written blog, you could have a audio blog. Oh, so absolutely. once a week you do an audio blog. Absolutely. Or a video or whatever you want to do. Or a video absolutely. blog. Absolutely. So if you can't write, there's an answer to it. Absolutely. So all of us can do something. We can either write or we can either speak. <laughs> or maybe we were a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, in fact, uh, one of the VAs uh, that graduated from my program her name's Edie Clark, and you'll see her on that Find a VA page. Her mm-hmm. website is virtually in sync. So it's V-I-R-T-U-A-L-L-Y-I-N-S-Y-N-C.com. And what she specializes in is video. She helps clients create and edit and market video. And all of her blog posts are video. And that doesn't mean it's her face there, because a lot of times people think when you do video, it has to be your face. She has these little cartoons that she puts on there, little caricatures of herself. Um, She uses photos. Um, You really don't see her face other than a picture. And they're just fantastic videos. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It can be anything that you enjoy doing. And also, uh, you know how so many people talk about niching down mm-hmm. further and further yeah. because if you go say, okay, I'm going to, uh, I'm a formal attorney and I'm going to go after all attorneys, mm-hmm. that's probably not going to go well because well, you're not specialized. Than, it'll go better than going after all businesses in general because that's the biggest mistake VAs make is they say, well, I'm a VA for anybody and everybody and then nobody mm-hmm. hires them because they can't relate to them. So right. yeah, the you're absolutely right, Ken. The further you can niche down, the better. So lawyers, great. But what else? You, like here's a really successful niche that some VAs have found is the, the boutique lawyers. Okay? Mm-hmm. The one mm-hmm. man or very small yep. uh, law firms. And they don't want to have to hire employees. So they hire VAs. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with lawyers, too, so that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm mentioning that. Yeah. Um but they're there can be they're very smart, so you you need agreements and make sure that everyone's clear on what to, what's to happen. But what I was going to get to is that okay, so you could niche down in two ways here. You could say, okay, I'm going to go after lawyers that only do uh, DUIs. Yeah. So all those lawyers across the country that focus on DUIs. Then you could go further and say, I'm only going to focus on lawyers that do DUIs in New York State. Right. And I specialize in that. Absolutely. And then the other way to niche would be, okay, I am an expert with lawyers and I only work with Instagram or I only work with um, whatever, one of the, well, what's the other one Pinterest. that's the best place? Pinterest. Pinterest whatever. Now, I focus. <laughs> right. So you could be a specialist in an area plus in a, particular application of that and that would narrow it down and then once you realize oh there's not enough customers there but you're getting a few then you could expand up but if you start with i'm going to be able to help the whole world you're sunk (laughs) right and hey you know what you made me think of something there because here's how you can figure out what you want how much you're going to earn okay most clients an average amount that they're going to spend with you is 500 a month okay okay so how much do you want to make? That's how many clients you need. All right. So you can see really quickly, you don't have to have very many clients. No. Yeah. No, I mean, if you need a couple of thousand extra a month and it'll make your life completely different than it is now, mm-hmm. you need four clients. Mm-hmm. And at $45 an hour, that's mm-hmm. like four or five hours a week or something. Mm-hmm. Most clients on the average start out with you, for, um, start with you as a VA between five and 10 hours a month. My average client is usually 10 hours a month, and then the more I become a partner of their business and they depend on me, then the more hours I get until usually I end up around 20 to 30 hours a month. But they usually start out at 5 to 10 because they want to test you out and see how you do. See if you really do know what you're doing, see if you meet those deadlines. And then once you've proven that to them, and that usually takes hmm, a month, then they begin depending on you more and more, and they stay with you long term. Um, I have What's the average length of a customer? Um, I couldn't VA? even tell you because most of the clients that stayed with me long term are still with me. And that's for how many years now? Well, when I started my professional speaking 
uh, business was uh, four and a half years ago, and my first client is still with me. Nice. Now, the ones that aren't a good fit for you, they're going to go quickly. So within three months, that's about the average length of time. If you're not a good fit, they come and go quickly in the beginning. But then once you get those that stay with you, they stay with you forever. The real estate clients that I had gotten, I was in the real estate VA business for seven years, and I had the majority of clients all seven years. Well, so it's really uh, not that they're bad or you're bad. It's just the wrong fit. That's right. Sometimes. And, you know, um, this is even though it's virtual and a lot of people wouldn't realize this, this is a very personally involved level that you get to with your clients. Very personal. You know their business. They confide in you. They confide mm-hmm. in you. One of my clients um, who's a professional speaker, she said, I told my husband if he doesn't know where I am that he should call you. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's one thing I think a lot of people are surprised with this, how very personal it is, even though you never, I've never met my clients in real life. In person. Nope. I got you. No, nope, never. Just over so you time. don't go after local uh, business and speak at local uh, chamber of commerces or, or uh, you know, different uh, organizations I mean, that would be an approach, it, but it that's not one approach. you use. Um, one of the other graduates, her name's Mary Hanley, she has built her entire business that way. She lives in the Chicago area. She mm-hmm. loves to do social media for dentists and people like that, and she mm-hmm. actually goes out to their businesses and helps them get their social media going. And the entire way she built her business is through um, the networking groups, like the BNI kind of groups, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So she's gone to those, and I think a Leeds club or Leeds group, whatever that Leeds one is called, is the one she was, she's been involved with. She's built a tremendous business doing that, but she loves going out um, in public and doing that kind of stuff. That's, that's what she thrives on. Me, I live in a town that's 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> you would starve to death if you were relying on them. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Um, and it's a very poor rural area, and people around here can't even get $10 an hour, much less, you know, the 100 I'm charging now. Plus, I don't like to leave my house. Um, I'm still in my PJs today. I call myself the PJVA because I, I rarely get dropped. So for, <laughs> that is nice. That is it is. Nice. For me Lifestyle. to have to go and meet those people in person, that would be torture. Or, as you say, you're traveling the country, you just go back to your trailer and yeah. hook up and away you go and you do your work for three hours and then go back to play. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, you know, uh, my brother's having uh, hand surgery tomorrow. No big deal. I just emailed my clients, said I'll be off on Wednesday, and I'm off. I take off every Thursday. That's when my girlfriends, who are all retired, um, can mm-hmm. go play. So every Thursday okay. I go play with my girlfriends. So how many hours a week, or if you don't mind me asking, oh, no, do no. you put in? Ask away. I'm an open book, if you can't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what are you, 40 hours a week, or what do you do? You know, because I now focus mainly on training and coaching other VAs, I mm-hmm. only have one client that I work with now. And okay. I do 30 hours a month for her. All right. So what's that? Seven hours a week? I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Eight hours a week? Yeah, let's say eight hours a week for her. And the rest of my time is spent on coaching and training other VAs. So, yes, I work um, a 35-ish hour a week um, on the average because I work one Saturday um, a month also. I do a training program one Saturday a month because I have VAs who, you know, one of the nice things is if you're thinking about retiring or you know you're going to be losing your job, Start your VA business before that happens. Quick. Yeah, because that's what a lot of uh, people are doing, and that's why I have this Saturday class, because um, they're working full-time jobs. So Saturday works best for that. That brings me to the question of you. When you started uh, there uh, from the telephone company, Mm -hmm. did you do it on the side initially, or or were you suddenly thrust out and you had to do it? How did you transition? I, I, I wasn't that smart. Okay. If you were to do it again, how would you do it? Oh, my gosh. Yes. If I was to do it again, I would totally, um, you know, if you have the opportunity to stay where you are, I would stay Mm -hmm. where you are, 
Um, in fact, one of the students that I taught, the my very first student I ever taught, she did it exactly how I would do it now. And what she did was she figured out how much money she wanted to have as a nest egg before she quit her job because she just was worried that this VA thing wasn't going to really play out in the long run, right? going to keep going. Uh Yeah, so we created this spreadsheet where we figured out exactly how much money she would need to make, how long it would take her to make it, when she would be able to quit the other job, and she was actually retiring. Um, And uh, in two years after she started her VA business, she was working full-time the whole time, she was making the amount of money she wanted to make, and she had her nest egg built up, so she gave her um, notice and she has been earning. She, she never even needed that nest egg. She's been earning what she wanted to earn um, for the last five years. And what, did that happen to be more than she was making when she worked for the uh, for the man? No, because <laughs> she didn't want. Uh, she wanted. I'll, I'll tell you what she wanted to earn. She wanted to earn thirty five thousand a year, mm-hmm. and work that number of hours. She doesn't want to work more than that. She doesn't have a desire to have the. How many hours did she work? She works. Let's see. I think she's charging. $60 an hour now, and so um, I think it's part-time, like maybe 20 hours a week, and she fell in love with teaching, and so now she's also teaching uh, part-time. All right. Okay. So, you know, you can kind of make it whatever you want to make it. Yeah, well, uh, just a quick calculation is probably uh, 800 a week, which would be times 50 weeks is 40,000 a year or something. So, okay. So So she's working probably less than 20 hours, maybe 18 hours a week, something like that. Now, Ken, one of the things um, that I know you realize, but if somebody hasn't ever had their own business, which I didn't, I didn't know this, is no matter how good you get at doing everything, there's always going to be non-billable hours. Okay. Okay. So make sure that you take into consideration, for example, the lady I was just talking about who earns 35000 a year, she does work that little bit of extra hours um, over and above the exact amount to earn 35000 because she still has to um, bill her clients and, you know, keep her website up to date and mm-hmm. keep her computer running and, you know, those kind of things that you can't bill clients for. What do you figure is, is when you say 10%, add 10% on for? Yeah, that's exactly what I recommend. Um, when you've got your bis- gotten your business to the point where you don't want any more clients, 10%, and you don't want to build it into anything different, okay? Mm-hmm. 10% is your non-billable. Now, okay. if you're still building your business, if you're still marketing it regularly, then I recommend 20% non-billable. And what I tell students is when they graduate from my training, it should be 50-50. All right. So 50-50 in, in, in what sense are we saying 50 there? 50 billable, 50 non-billable hours that they're working. Because they're still putting a lot of time into marketing and getting new clients. Okay. So when you're starting out, you got to figure that, uh, yeah, there's, you have to build this business. So you're gonna, it's going to be half of its sweat equity. Right. I mean, when you first start out, it's 100% non-billable, right? Mm, that's true. Yeah, but as quickly as possible, you want to get to that 80-20, then 50-50, then the opposite 80-20, and then, um, like you talked about, 90-10 is the ultimate. All right. And 60 days is not a long time. I mean, people train for years to make $45 an hour. I mean, oh, you know, you could be a plumber's assistant for five years, and, and you still don't make that kind of money. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, people are really surprised. A good investment. People are really surprised that you can make that kind of money. But um, if you do the numbers, which businesses are doing the numbers, um, they don't have to pay a virtual assistant for uh, sick time. They don't have to pay for their computer. They don't have to pay mm-hmm. for their office space. It is Their insurance. <laughs> nothing like that. It is purely the amount of time they're paying for is productive time, and that's all they're paying mm-hmm. for, so it's tremendous right. value. Yeah, that's it. it is a great value. So, uh, Kathy, what would be your your final uh, encouragement for all these baby boomers that have, you know, have listened through all this and they they're they're excited, they're in love with what you're saying? What would you would be the final words for them? Um, I tell you, my biggest regret is that I didn't start sooner. So, if this sounds interesting to you at all, pursue it now. Don't wait. Fantastic. Yeah, because if you wait, then you wait again and you wait again and nothing ever happens. <laughs> That's right. 
You know, Ken, all my whole life, I was always the kind of person who, by the time I got in on something, it was over. You know? Mm. Like the newest. Buy the stock. <laughs> yeah, the newest pair of shoes, by the time I bought the new style, they'd moved on. I mean, literally, that's how I was. But the virtual assistant industry is the one thing that I got in on at the right time, and that time is still the right time because, I mean, think about how fast the Internet is growing. And it's not slowing down. It's only increasing and only will increase. And anyone who works on the Internet at all, they need VAs. And they need more than one, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, The client that I said I do 30 hours a week for, she has five VAs. I'm just one of them. 30 hours a month, you mean? I mean, yes, thanks, sorry, 30 hours a month. I'm just one of four other or five total VAs mm-hmm. that work for her. Just by the way, are some of the other VAs from your training? They all are. They all are? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I know. Well, you know, I know them. I know what kind of work they do. I know what their mm-hmm. training is, and they're mm-hmm. very good. So just well, to give that... you examples, one is a social media VA, one is a video VA, one specializes in technology, then there's me, and there's a search engine optimization VA. Name some other other people you've trained, some other fields. Some other fields? Uh, well, real estate, of course, is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is a really big one. I know I named that one already. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, working with lawyers is another one. And, of course, you know, then they specialize in what they're going to do for those lawyers. Um, I got you. Authors. I mentioned that with Lorraine Castle. Um, a lot of people like working with, with authors. And, by the way, nonfiction authors, those are the ones that have the money. The fiction authors, unless you find a rare one, they really don't have the money to pay you. So unless you Those can, are the starving artists. That's right. And <laughs> for me, I want to work with people who have the money to starving pay Starving writers. I guess. Yeah. You know, I mentioned that Find a VA link on my expertvatraining.com site. If you go there, I actually list VAs by industry and then by skills. So you can look at that list and get an idea of the kind of skills that they're primarily looking for. And the industries, like one I hadn't talked about yet was health practitioners, especially alternative health practitioners. They're really getting into using VAs big time. One of my Mm. graduates, he has specialized in pet professionals and really specifically pet walkers. Who would ever thought that they would hire VAs? He's built a tremendous business just with that target market. And what he wow. does for them is bookkeeping. Nice. Yeah. So coming so in, really, you can think of that yeah. a business needs, you can do as a virtual assistant. Yeah. I mean, if I'm a massage therapist, uh, it's going to be a problem if I have to massage you. But uh, I could teach about massage. <laughs> or, you know, I could right. have videos about massage. But right. uh, as long as you don't have to touch the person, you can do the business. And most things that... You probably go to any office and do. You don't need to touch anybody. Right. Now, one, <laughs> so, one of the things I want to caution people of is when they look at the uh, skills that I have listed on the uh, expert VA mm-hmm. training site, the view VAs by skills, I don't want them to get freaked out and think, I don't even know what those words mean. That's okay. You don't have to know what they mean right now. Within a couple of hours of talking with me, one or two lessons, you're going to know what all those things mean and whether or not you want to do them. You give some kind of guidance there right from the beginning so they don't waste their time creating a website and everything and say, well, I hate that. Right, exactly. I just don't, you know, a lot of times people are scared off when they see this uh, totally new language that they've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. Most Mm -hmm. VAs who come to me, they've never heard of the majority of these words. And within a few weeks, um, they're spouting them off just like I am. Well, I want to thank you today, Kathy, for your time. And I think it was some of the most valuable time I've ever heard. And I hope, well, hopefully that is for a lot of my listeners too. <laughs> so I appreciate talking with you and learning so much. And I hope to interview you again, maybe a few months down the line and see what new things you're doing. And maybe you'll get to hear some of the successes of some of our listeners. I would absolutely love that. And Ken, I don't know if you ever do this or not, but if you ever have like um, somebody that wants to have a little bit of coaching or something or some specific advice, you mm-hmm. have those questions come in or if you want to have them on live with me, I'm happy to do anything like that. Fantastic. They may ask a question that several hundred listeners want to hear the answer yeah. to for themselves. Right. Exactly. All right. So we this is some kind of interviewing and well, questions. Well, in fact, maybe if I get a lot of comments on this, uh, we'll have some questions in the comments. So 
Great. I'll oh, be you able to get your now. help. Just let me know, and I'll go on there and answer questions in the comments if you want me to. Fantastic. I will let you know as soon as it goes live with iTunes okay. so your folks can uh, listen to it too, and uh, you can take a look on there and see if there's some questions that uh, you could help the folks out with. I will absolutely do that. Ken, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, you, Ken. Bye. All right. Bye now. Thank you for listening to Income for Baby Boomers with your host, Ken Queen. Helping boomers like you get a business started you can run from your own home. We interview owners of both online and offline businesses, but most importantly, ones that are run by baby boomers. Stay tuned next week for new and exciting businesses that you can start from your home. Until next time, have a profitable and blessed week.